Wild baby. Wild baby. Wild baby? Wild baby. Welcome back to another episode of Wild Baby. We're your hosts, Maddie Wong and Jay Begay. Colorado-based portrait photographers sharing our personal perspectives and journeys through societal expectations on beauty. Wild Baby is here to provide people of color, gender identity, and sexual expression a safe community that will allow everyone to grow, learn, and heal. Disclaimer, we are not licensed therapists, sexologists, or claiming that we know everything. We are just a community who wants to have interesting conversations that will hopefully allow us to heal. Hi, Wild Babies. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Friday to all. We are so excited for today's episode. For sure. um, Because we have a special guest. He is taking West Coast with his positivity and his bright light. I want to introduce everyone to my amazing friend, Phil. What up? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Phil. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, we're very excited as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited because everyone, we're gonna get into mediums. Yes. Today, Phil, you're a medium. I am. I. So it's interesting because I often don't hear it being called a medium. Mm-hmm. I hear it as like, oh, I read tarot cards, or I'm a witch, or I'm like this, or I use like ancestral wisdoms. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different kinds of ways to talk about this so when maddie said a medium i was like oh like um like ghost speaking or what like what is this so i'm excited to dive into this because i'm sure there's other people who are just as like fuzzy about it um but yeah so (laughs) do you want to introduce yourself tell us what you got um my name is phil i'm originally from denver but now i live in la um i moved there earlier this year and to really just you know start my spiritual journey and tap deeper into my abilities and enjoy the west coast and bring spirituality over there so Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool Sweet. Yeah. Can you tell us your pronouns? Ah, uh, they're he, him, his. Okay, perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall we dive in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I know you've never had like a medium yeah. right. before, yeah. so I want to give you an actual medium. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the spe- this speech that I give every one of my clients yes. before, and then yeah, we're just going to jump in and we're okay. Gonna cool. Um, so I was born with the gift of being able to connect with what I call the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my life, I kind of ran away from my abilities that grip though. Oh my God. Most of my life, I kind of ran away from my abilities though. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like the weird psychic kid growing up, mm-hmm. but I've been like kind of learning to tap into them. So I'm still kind of new to it. I've been doing a little less than two years. So I don't always understand exactly how to interpret what they're showing me, so I keep my readings really, really casual, especially mm-hmm. with my clients. I It's like we're kikiing the whole time. So, <laughs> um, basically, I'll tell you whatever I feel or whatever I sense, and then we kind of work together to piece these puzzle pieces. Okay. Okay, sense? yeah. Cool. And then um, I don't know if I'm going to pull out my notebook. I might if I need to, mm-hmm. uh, but I keep a notebook right next to me. It helps me kind of connect with them a little. Actually, I'm going to do it so you guys can see it, and maybe okay. the camera can see it too. Yeah. Cool. Um, so it helps me connect a little bit better, and then if I'm having a hard time kind of connecting with them I kind of like scribble in there so when I was growing up in school I used to draw those little you know the little tornadoes yeah, yeah, so I used yeah. to draw those all the time in the little S's with the three lines yeah. and you connect them 
Well, when I was doing that all the time, I used to get in trouble all the time in high school for drawing those. I didn't realize that I was a medium and that I was connecting when I was doing it. So as I started tapping deeper into my spiritual abilities, my arm would naturally just like start drawing these tornadoes or start drawing these S's. And I pieced it together. I was like, holy shit, that entire time I was in high school, I was connecting. Interesting. I was doing pretty good on some tests that like I never studied for any of my tests or anything like that in high school, but I like got really, really good grades (laughs) and stuff like that. So... As I started to piece that together, I was like, okay, like maybe my intuition was really kind of helped me through a lot of things that I haven't really realized. Like even now, like when I take tests, like I'm taking a real estate test, like I like kind of ask my intuition, like guide my eyes to what is the right answer. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't know it, Mm -hmm. guide my eyes, like make me look at it like so I know that's the right number. Where was that when I was taking geometry? Seriously. Uh-huh. So then, like, I use my, so, and then as far as mediumship, it's all about, like, your body and really listening to it mm-hmm. and letting it guide you. So mm-hmm. when I do, like, pregnancy readings for people, if I, like, if I can feel someone's pregnant and they want to know the gender of their kid, um, I have, like, strategic things placed all around my apartment, so pinks and blues, so I tell them to guide my eyes towards it. So whatever color I see first or whatever color I see a lot more of, that's normally the gender of the baby. And normally I'm, like, 95% spot on. Wow. Damn. I think I've been wrong maybe once. I wonder how that's going to play as you move with the mm-hmm. non-binary community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of I, like I wonder the as well. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. All right, cool. So I'm going to start scribbling in my little notebook. Okay. Um, it'll help me connect a little better. And then every time I am scribbling in my notebook, I give them a little speech. And I normally give it in my head because the client's sitting in front of me. I don't want them to hear me, like, give my little speech. I'm actually going to do it out loud, though, okay. so you guys can just kind of hear, like, how I kind of start and... talking to okay, them, basically. Yeah. So um, I'll literally, like, just kind of look at my notebook, and I'll just start, like, letting my hand draw, and then I'll start talking to them, and I'll close my eyes, and I just focus on my breath. Like, your breath mm-hmm. is really important to just kind of soothe you and calm you down. So um, I'll say something like, like, thank you for connecting me and Maddie today. Thank you for bringing us together. Please connect me to her energy and the energy of her past loved ones and her ancestors and those who are watching around her and guiding her. Um, And please unconnect me from anyone else that I previously read. Um, Please tell me things about her life that I would have no way of knowing to just validate for her that you're around her, that you're watching over her and that you're guiding her. Uh, please use me as your medium. Communicate with me clearly, openly, and honestly. Show me clear visions or give me clear symbols or thoughts. Replace my own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions with signs and symbols from you that you want to communicate with her. She wants to know that you're around her and that you're okay. So just use me to communicate with her. And the last thing I always say is that I only communicate with divine beings of love and light from the creator. Mm-hmm. So anything negative, any bad energy, go the fuck away. <laughs> Can I have your hand? Sorry, it's a little too bright. I think the first person I feel around you... the first person I feel is an older male and he's kind of has like fatherly energy. Do you have a dad or a grandpa that's passed? Yeah, my grandpa. That's your dad's dad, right? My dad's side. I think he was a little older. Was he in like his 70s, 60s or something like that when he passed? Uh, he passed away, I think I want to say he was 80. 80s? Yeah. Do 
you know, see me kind of like close my eyes mm-hmm. and kind of get quiet. I'm literally just listening to my body. So um, he had health issues, right? Yeah. So, like, when I feel that they have health issues, I start to listen to my body. So, they give me feelings inside of my body. Um, So, I'll, like, quiet my mind down and I'll listen to it. So... It's kind of weird. I, like, kind of move my consciousness out of my head and I start bringing it through my body. I don't know, he just keeps like so like you can kind of hear me like breathe really quickly so when they like labor my breathing um he gives me like a lot of pressure in my chest area and kind of labors my breathing and then he tingles my stomach a little hmm. bit so like when they give me br- like pain in my chest and then tingling in my stomach that's like a symbol for me that they had something that like spread to multiple parts of their body or they had like multiple parts of their body like fail or shut down or get affected does that make sense for him yeah okay. And then he snapped his finger at me. So that's like a symbol for me that they kind of just passed like suddenly or really like quickly or unexpectedly. Even if they had health yeah. issues, it's like we weren't expecting them to pass at that time or exactly when he did. Does that um, make sense? I mean, he had like kind of years, but then we thought he would be okay. Be okay. And then, and like, then all of a sudden he kind of decreased and yeah. And then he died pretty quickly. Hold on. Do you feel like you didn't get to like exactly like see him or say goodbye to him right before he I passed? Did. Cause he keeps saying like, tell her to stop beating my herself up about that. Cause she had a dream about me and I visited her in the dream. Do you remember having a dream about him? Yeah. <laughs> Cause he keeps saying like, he told you like goodbye or he told you he was okay in that dream. So like, don't beat yourself up or like harp yourself about like, I didn't get to see him or get to say goodbye to him. Okay. He's doing this to me too. So when they do this, this is a symbol for me of distance. So there's like something holding you from him. So there's either physical distance or like, you know, maybe you were busy, like maybe with the kid or you were doing something or something like that to where you couldn't exactly get to him, but he keeps saying something was holding you from getting to me. So don't beat yourself up because you couldn't get to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. What was it? I was at home and my parents were in the hospital. Um, I was in high school. Were you close to him? He keeps doing this to me. You were close to him? Well, (laughs) we go over every Saturday, like the whole family, Mm -hmm. we would go over every Saturday. Like, I wouldn't say we were close, but... You were close. You were around him. You were there. Yeah. You don't have to be like, you know, besties, yeah. but y'all are close. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. He starts jumping up and down. That's a symbol for me that they can, like, kind of move freely again or that they can walk. I don't know if he started to, like, lose his mobility or started to have, like, walking issues or if he was falling or something like that. But he keeps saying, like, Tom, I'm so healthy and happy and I can just kind of, like, move and, like, run and hop and skip now. I know he's older. He's in his 80s, so obviously they don't walk the same. He got really, really weak. So, Yeah. (laughs) about you and your dad. Uh, Are you guys not close? I try to be close, but it's a little bit more, like, distant that I want. I feel like he's saying he'll come around, but you also can't change him, and you know that, so... Don't let it... continue to break you down if you know nothing in the dynamic is going to change okay love him from afar if you have to but love him for who he is and he won't ever change to just love him for 
the times he can show up and be present. Yeah. Something about butterflies. Do you see lots of butterflies? He keeps showing me butterflies. So those are like, if you see them out and about, um, they'll probably be white or yellow. Those are like him, like kind of just around you or watching over you. So um, they might land on you. They might fly really Uh by you. So um, watch out for those. Okay. Does your dad have his watch or a piece of his jewelry? Ring of his. Every time I do this with my finger, uh-huh. I like catch myself doing it. So I'll do this, or with my necklace, I'll start doing this. They want me to talk about a piece of jewelry. So your dad I don't might remember. have a your dad I might have a watch or a piece of his jewelry or something like that. Um, if you don't I, know, it's okay. I mean, growing up, I remember um, he would wear his wedding ring, mm-hmm. but like I don't really remember him wearing it anymore. If okay. that makes sense, because I think they just. Mm-hmm. They just stop wearing it. Okay. Like, my mom don't even wear her wedding jewelry. But, anymore. like, does your dad have your grandpa's ring? Your, his I don't ring? Know. So, uh, that's why I was, yeah, I was grabbing I this ring. Know. Ask him. Ask him if he has okay. his ring or his watch. Okay. Okay. Um, he showed me leather, too, so he might have a jacket of his, of his or a wallet of his, too. I might have to check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People always are like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Let me know. Okay, I will check. <laughs> do you have any, what do you do? You have any questions for him? You want to ask him anything? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did he not meet Zoe? No. He just keeps saying, "Tell her I know Zoe." No. Okay, well, he knows he her. Never met her. Okay, he keeps saying, "Like tell her I know her." How long has he been gone? Since I was in high school. Okay. Yeah, so you keep saying, "Like tell her I know her." <laughs> That's like one thing that I really wanted. Do you guys want one more kid too? Because I feel a strong ass boy energy around you. Holy shit. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? What? <laughs> Since when? Uh, we knew like two weeks ago. Holy Whole. God. I literally just got chills down my entire fucking body. <laughs> when you said something about like. You were saying something earlier about pregnancy and, like, male energy or when you're mm-hmm. pregnant. You can tell that somebody's really pregnant nearby. For some reason, you saying that, I was like, wow. That's yeah. Like, that's an interesting <laughs> pickup in this current moment. I don't yeah. know why, but... Intra- Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> and I still think it's a boy. I'm looking around this room trying to see some colors, and I'm still seeing all these damn blues, so... <laughs> Let me know. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Hold on, I need a little more. Let's make sure... Yeah, nothing but blues I'm seeing, so. Holy (laughs) fuck. You know what's weird? When I walked in the door, I was going to ask you guys if you wanted more kids and if you wanted to move. I felt so moving for you. I was going to ask if you guys wanted to move or needed a bigger place for some reason. (laughs) Well, yeah, we would need a bigger place. Holy fuck. I should have asked you. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I'm shook. I'm actually shook. That was not planned. I'm shook. Like I like I haven't told anyone other than my family, like my parents. Uh, we told them last night. Um, oh, congrats! Thank you. <laughs> That's how it works. It's crazy. It's like sometimes you know, sometimes it literally just flies out of my mouth, or sometimes I'll just feel it so strongly. So like, especially if someone's pregnant, I'll start to feel fat, or I'll start to feel really, really bloated, uh-huh. um, and then you know, I can start to feel their energy. Um, so yeah. I didn't feel the bloated part though. I just like literally was like, for some reason, I need to say like this little boy energy. I just feel it really strongly. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Crazy. How exciting. (laughs) 
Damn. Well, <laughs> gra- Grandpa knows that too. Grandpa was the one telling me, so he knows that too. Um, I don't know if it's Zoe because I haven't been really around her much since mm-hmm. she's been growing up. But one of your kids are going to grow up psychic or really, really intuitive. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it in Zoe. You'll notice. You'll yeah. notice. You'll, they'll either start talking about like I'm having nightmares or having really bad dreams. Mm. They'll like. I know babies sometimes do this, but their babies are literally fresh from the other side. So you know they'll like they'll stare at the corner just like this, and they'll like ha ha ha. Or their eyes will kind of wander and do this. And they're like, they're following a spirit. Hmm. So okay. you'll, you'll start to see it and you'll start to notice it. But then they might, they might just have like, they might seem like a real old soul that they like might be three and they might seem like they're eight or nine. That's Zoe. Okay. So yeah. That's oh my like, God. She's like the oldest baby. <laughs> the way she talked, mm-hmm. the way she acts, she's so old. They act so mature. And yeah. that, that's how I grew up. I grew up really like just acting like. I am not no grown ass man. I'm five, and I'm acting like a grown ass man. Yeah. So it's like just like so much. You come, when you're when you're really intuitive, you come in with so much wisdom and so mm. much just like knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they just like, you kind of act like a lot wiser than like you know most people who are like newer souls. I'd call them. They're just like you know pure and they're free spirits. They just want to experience Earth and mm-hmm. experience life. Whereas like you know the people like me were really intuitive. We're old souls. It's like we just want to help and we want to heal and we we see the problems and we want to immediately fix it. So I think that's kind of the difference between the old souls and the new souls. So mm-hmm. one might be you know very they might be polar opposites. One might be very intuitive, very psychic, and very like this old soul. One might be just like very free spirited and just mm-hmm. like whatever fuck it, let's do it. Hmm. Interesting. I'll I'll watch her. Okay. <laughs> Any questions? I don't know. I mean, I guess ever since I know that I'm pregnant, I kind of wish that my grandpa would still be here. Um, because I want him. Obviously, I want him to see my kids and in in my culture. <laughs> You haven't lost a lot of people, have you? I don't feel a lot of people around no. you that you've lost, and he keeps saying, he keeps saying, like someone has to protect this baby, and someone has to spiritually watch us. Um, especially if you're going to have a child that grows up really psychic or very, very intuitive. Mm-hmm. That comes with a lot of energetic, you know, hatred and evilness mm-hmm. and stuff. Like someone has to protect that, especially if they have a very big purpose, like being a psychic. You know, you deal with people's emotions and their heart and stuff like that. So someone has to protect you. So, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like grandpas and things like that, they'll give their life in a, like in a soul way, they'll give their life for like your kid to like come mm-hmm. into the world so that they can protect him without you even knowing. So mm. he's watching over him and he knows. Okay. It. But, um, yeah, like, so in my culture, Grab the grandpa is the one that gives the babies um, Chinese names. Oh, so like especially now knowing that oh I'm gonna have another one. Mm. I kind of wish that he's still here to give my kids their Chinese name. Did he have a Chinese name? Do you want to name him after him or something? Um, which what, what my the this baby? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't have or. They don't have a name yet. Okay. But no. does your grandpa have a Chinese name? Yeah. And do you want to name this one after your grandpa if it's a boy? I mean, it wouldn't be bad, but I know it has to be, like, different, okay. so it'll still be Wong something. Okay. Um, usually the middle one is kind of, like, the generation, so, like, me and my cousins, we all have, like, the same middle name. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then the next one, so my kids will have the same middle name with my cousin's kids. I don't know why the hell I'm seeing a giraffe, but 
Do you like giraffes? Zoe does. Zoe likes giraffes. Okay. Yeah. And he says no more tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> did you get one in memory of him? I don't think you did. I no, think he just I, says like, did you? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. Yeah. Well, he knows that. He keeps saying no more tattoos now, so. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can see some lines. I can see some shade. I think it's right here, right? It is. I think I, I, think I can see some lines and some shading. Um Shit, I think there's words in it. Um, I don't know if it's his name or his death date or if there's a date on it. Um, I'm seeing, like, the lines and I'm seeing some shit. Or if it's, like, a heartbeat or something like that. I'm seeing the lines and the shading. So it's not it's not a word or it's not death date, but it's basically... So he started a syrup company. Oh. And it's the logo of the syrup company oh, cool. is a crane. Oh, and I got a paper crane. Oh, that's cool. Flying in front of a okay. moon. Oh. Can I see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's, oops, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, literally, I can see the shading of this curve right here. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, like, I didn't want, like, I always wanted to, like, do something along the lines of my family, but I didn't, I didn't want to do the the exact Chinese symbol for Wong. So I was like, and I'm, I'm, I've always been very creative, right? So I thought of something different than the regular Wong, and that's what I did. Cool. Yeah, I think he just wants to tell you how much he loves you. He's okay, and he's <laughs> around you. He knows everything that's changing in your life, and he's seen all the changes since then. He wants you to tell your dad that he's okay, though, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if your dad's. Gonna, I don't think your dad's going to be super open or receptive to it. But he just says he doesn't care. Tell him he's okay. Okay. And he needs to know. That. And your dad also had a dream about him, so mention the dream. Okay. And the watch or the jewelry. Okay, I will. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? Like it's just so natural. It like just happens. Yeah, that was so <laughs> emotional to watch, and then mm-hmm. also that was like. News. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, you didn't even know this. No, hold on, hold on there. <laughs> like, I literally just told JJ last week. Because she's pregnant, too, right? Oh, really? Yeah, oh JJ and Drew, they're having a boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, literally six months after Drew. Uh, holy <laughs> shit. I have to text him. I know. So, like, six months after their baby is born, this one will be here. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. You were just talking about on our podcast about you have your sister, but you don't necessarily, like, for moms, and mm-hmm. you're like, I have my sister, but it's just, like, not the same, Yeah, so I want some more mom friends, yep. and it just is so weird how, like, words are connected Shit happens, to the yeah. yeah. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that but was yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that my grandpa is watching. I mean, I have been thinking about him a lot, and... Um. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I feel that's like- another thing I do in readings. Like, I'll be like, "Cool." They'll be. I'll be like, "Is your grandpa dead?" Yeah, cool. And then I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Did I just say that? And it's just like it's so because I just like, "All right, cool. I got him. I'm on. I'm on the right track. I'm feeling the right." And I'm like, "It's not cool that he died, but you know what I mean, okay?" <laughs> I do that all the time, and it, it's so bad when I'm like. 
they're stabbing their finger at me. I think they passed pretty tragic. Was he shot? Yeah, he was. Okay, cool. Thank you. And I'm like, shit, Phil. Like, fuck. It's not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. I guess the only other thing I didn't talk about are crystals. So and just like protection methods. So, you know, like I said, everyone can really kind of tap into their like spiritual abilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all energy and it's all just like working with energy. So you like, you can see like I'm wearing crystals right. all over. So they're just like, like these ones, this is the chakra bracelet, but these ones, they're black tourmaline. So they're all about protection. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially since I work with energy and other people's energy, I always make sure that, like I said, I communicate with like divine beings of love and light, but that I'm also protecting myself from anything negative. These help me like just align my chakra so I can communicate a little bit mm-hmm. better. I always wear rose quartz. It helps heal your heart, any heartache, heart pain, or things like that. Um, these are an evil eye bracelet, so mm-hmm. like another form of protection. This is also a black tourmaline, so another protection thing. I have like my house is lined with crystals. Um, I'm always saging my house. After every reading, I sage or sage my house every morning. Um, and these are like my own spiritual kind of like routines that I have, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning earlier. Um, I go to sound baths like once a week, or sorry, once a month for like the like meditations and stuff yeah. like that and um, helps you connect a little bit better. I do have some crystals, um, and I started, like, saging Mm -hmm. um, every now and then, um, just whenever I feel like... I mean, you have great energy in here, so... (laughs) We try. I'm really really big on, like, energy, especially, like, when I walk through the door, I feel it so strongly, so it's just, like... Great energy. Like I, Girl, you don't even need a sage in here. Sorry. Like, honestly, all I want is just to, I don't know, I guess, like, I want Zoe to grow up in a very positive environment. Mm-hmm. So with Julia and me, we're always learning. We're always changing um, the way we parent Zoe because yeah. we we just want her to be, to grow up successful mm-hmm. without having to look back and be like, oh, shit, like, these are all the traumas that my parents mm-hmm. put on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think she's going to work unconventionally or one of your kids will work unconventionally. Mm-hmm. Like, one might have a very traditional job maybe a lawyer or Mm -hmm. something like that one might be in like um like a social media techie kind of thing or or a creative kind of entrepreneurial thing or something Mm. like that um they'll both have a purpose Mm -hmm. um that's pretty big okay that kind of gives me, like, a sense of mm-hmm. ease. So I guess what I was trying to go with there is, like, one of your kids might not go to college. Um, yeah. I think you're okay with that, but yeah. one of them might not. One of them might, one of them might not. Yeah. And we're okay, we're always okay with that. Like, we know, like, nowadays, like, all the things that you do, you don't always have to go to college to be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously you have to go to medical school if you uh, want to be a surgeon. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I Let me I go cut this bitch yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> You know how to do it. I've seen it in Grace and Abby. Uh, yeah, I've Grace and Abby's are fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that I mean. ancestrally, like, people learned somehow, and that was by cutting things open. True. Right. For, at some point, they just had to go slicing people open and be like, what the fuck's in here? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Preferably dead things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we we've always kind of like, I guess I'm like a little bit more like a different Asian. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if like my kids go to college or not, as mm-hmm. long as you know they do good. And I also think that's a little bit of a generational switch as well. Mm-hmm. Like with our generations, we're like you know we can see that like there's a lot of success just outside of you know yeah. like traditional. I mean, when like TikTok and social media now mm-hmm. like. 
there's so many ways to just like make that your career. Yeah. I mean, that's like my full time, like full time income, basically. So it's like there's there's so many ways and adventures that you can go now. Where it's like when you know people in like who are in their fifties or sixties when they were growing up, they didn't have the internet to make money off of that. So it's mm-hmm. just they don't always have the same view or mindset because they didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And we'll probably, you know, as we get old, we'll probably be in, like, this very futuristic techie world, like the metaverse and stuff like that. Yeah. We're like, we remember when we had flip phones, and it's just going to be different from, like, even the way we raise our kids and, like, the things mm-hmm. that they go through, so... Yeah, seriously, like, Zoe grew up in, like, Wi-Fi era. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in a dial-up yeah, era. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I was born, like, right at the end of the dial-up era. But, um, <laughs> that's, like, it's just different. So it's, like, from, like, even from, like, where my man, mom is, who's in, like, her late 60s, mm-hmm. like, it's completely different from, like, how I, like, how I'm growing up yeah. compared to, like, how my kids are going to grow up. It's, like, every generation. I notice every generation has their own things and own issues that they really need to work on mm-hmm. um, and also their own things that they're trying to fix in the world like I feel like when it came to like people who are boomers they really tried to fix like racism and segregation but they didn't really fix like you know trauma and shit Mm. inside the family where it's like now our generation is like not only are we combating that but we're combating like you know shit that goes on in our own personal lives but also shit that goes on in like life like the public and um um politics like all of that I think it goes deep and it's like Every generation gets a little bit more rebellious for change for the better. Yeah. So. Good. Mm-hmm. Rebellion is for the wild. It, it is. is uh-huh. It is. Seriously. Fuck standards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, our fr- I guess the one thing that I really, really want to know, like, really got me confused because we've been friends since way before you were a medium Mm. how and when did you feel that you got that gift yeah honestly I've known I've had it all my life Mm -hmm. Um, since about the time I was like six or seven I started having like weird experiences with my dreams and stuff Um, I just didn't really talk about it I wasn't Mm -hmm. really open about it because you know I grew up really religious so number one it's against God and then um, Mm -hmm. people think it's kind of weird so I just Mm -hmm. didn't really talk about it much but like as I started tapping deeper into it then I was just like whatever this is me yeah Yeah. interesting what kind of dreams like came up for you um when I was a kid, I used to have really, really bad nightmares. Um, oh. Like I would have dreams of like people getting murdered okay. and like, blood splattered everywhere. It was it was hardcore. But um, as I like started tapping deeper into it, I realized that it was like maybe like my past ancestors or people that I knew or just people in my community who mm. were either like gonna die or were dying, and they were oh, like wow. trying to show me how they died mm. or like trying to piece together the missing pieces basically so like as I like start to like I guess revisit my dreams from childhood I get to, I start to like piece them together and see gotcha. like why I had them wow I actually just remembered a dream that I just had when I was a kid and a dream of some lady who hung herself <gasps> and then like I remember it was a couple weeks later a couple months later my neighbor hung herself oh, oh my gosh yeah. that's so so wild. it's like random like they'll randomly yeah, just yeah, pop yeah, into yeah. my head and then I'll just remember like oh I had that dream and then I can like kind of correlate them together Ooh, that's do you, a lot. Do you ever tell anyone, like, in your family that you had that dream? Uh, sometimes I do, if it's uh-huh. about them. So, like, if I have a dream about, like, one of my family members or something like that, I'll wake up the next morning and I'll call them and just check on them, make sure they're alive, uh-huh. make sure they're okay. And if they don't answer, then I'm sending someone over there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. How does your family feel about um, the dreams? They're, they're kind of getting used to it more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm kind of opening up to them more a little bit about it. But, you know, my, we grew up really religious, so it's just... An adjustment. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, I mean, I kind of already... Yeah. No, let me just talk about it. What What would you say is the most interesting discovery 
or when you were discovering your gift? What was the most interesting story when discovering your gift? Um, let me think for a second. I know. <laughs> I feel like your dreams already is like, oh, that is. Okay, so I would say though. the most interesting thing is like me trying to piece them together or trying mm. to understand why I'm having the dream. So a lot of times, like I have dreams of like me being in a plane and then the plane will crash. So it happened actually like three months ago. I was in the dream and I was, I remember I was sitting on the left side of the plane and then the plane started going down and uh, then it was like a big crash. Well, my brother just happened to be visiting me in California and he was leaving that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like supposed to drop him off to the plane. So I thought his plane was going to crash. So I was like delaying it, kind of like going really, really slow about it. Well, then I'm scrolling through Facebook probably like 45 minutes after I woke up and there was a big plane crash in Chicago, um, probably like a month or two ago. So it was like the same day I was having that dream. So sometimes it's like I have to correlate. Is it like me? Is it someone personally? Mm-hmm. Is it like for the, the collective? Mm-hmm. Or what, what are these dreams for? So it's like always like me just kind of piecing it together. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my so God. Well, it's yeah. weird because like I wake up like and it's like actually like I'm in the plane and then I'll wake up screaming but like sometimes like I'll be in the plane and then I can see like the outside of the plane like flying in the sky and then they'll show me like the little numbers that are on the side of the plane mm. so I remembered the numbers that said like in like J63 or something like that so when I woke up the next morning and saw the video on Instagram of like the plane crashing in Chicago when it was landing I like saw the the number on the back of the plane it was the same number so, mm. so that's how I knew it it's very like mysterious mm-hmm. and you kind of have to like yeah. solve your own puzzle so that's how I knew it wasn't my brother's plane right, and that it was uh-huh. the other one and I was like alright See you later. (laughs) How would you you say that you're able to, like, balance the stress of that? It just kind of, it's just natural. So it just doesn't, it doesn't stress me out anymore. It used to when I was a kid. It's just like, now I'm just like, oh, I had a dream, write it in my little notebook and, you know, kind of going about my day. It's just like something that's became natural in my life now. Even if, like, because you talked about your brother potentially being on the plane. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I... Like, how how do you feel like you got over, like, okay, this might not... Uh You know, I always say, like, as weird as it sounds, I always say everything happens for a reason. So, like, he was like, we were late to the plane. Like, we were running really, really late. So I was like, you know, if he doesn't make it, then he's not supposed to be on that plane. But if Mm. he makes it, he's supposed to be on there for some reason. So whether it crashes, whether it doesn't, I think that's part of of the destiny in life. And there's probably, like, a deeper meaning there for it. For sure. I'm hearing let go. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. That's so I just I kind of like as I tap deeper into my abilities, I really just kind of learn like, you know, literally everyone lives, everyone dies. Mm -hmm. So just however it happens for them, it's just part of their story, basically. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's, that's so strong, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, that is really, like, a mentally strong thing. Yeah. 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 It, it's It's been, like, a weird shift for me because, um, I mean, every time, like, someone died around me, really, like, I just wasn't super emotional about it. Yeah. I didn't really, really cry that hard or anything. And... Yeah, I mean, even when my dad died, I probably cried like once. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just have that st- such strong connection to them that I'm like, they're okay. Oh, I see. I'll see them soon. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Look at that. Wisdom so, already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you mentioned um, you moved to uh, West Coast mm-hmm. to, like, tap into your spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. What is spirituality? Mm. Um, That's interesting. I think it's... I wouldn't call it a religion. I would just call it, you know, kind of like a an internal journey or your own mm-hmm. kind of practice. So um, I think it's all about, like, individuality of, like, what really suits you best or what works for you. So as far as, like, um, like your spiritual gifts, whether it's, like, your dreams or you're a tarot reader or you're a Reiki healer with your hands um, or you're, like, a psychic or a medium um, or a palm reader mm-hmm. or an astrologist. Like, there's so many. So I think that's part of it, like, your own individual journey. But then also it comes with a lot of, like, 
healing and growth mm. and healing your childhood trauma and it's called mm. shadow work so mm-hmm. you're working through like the shadow parts of yourself so um, it's really an internal journey and it's really like a self journey mm-hmm. like you know just kind of practicing or worshiping God the creator whatever you want to call it in your own type of way mm-hmm. connecting to them in your own way uh, while also connecting to yourself and your own intuition and your own like, kind of journey and path What do you think is your definition of spirituality? Okay, so that's a little bit... Okay, growing up in a Christian household, in a super Christian household, like spiritual journey is anything to do with religion. That is like my point of view. So like even like when someone said, oh yeah, I'm a spiritual person, I connected right away to like, oh, you're a Christian. I'm so interested. <laughs> so it's like somebody going through their journey to connect better with God? I don't know. Like, I guess that's that's my only definition because that's what I was surrounded mm. okay. for, like, a big number of years in my life. But is that how it showed up? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um. So I am spiritual. I, like, my definition is very similar to yours. I like to call it um, an egotistical way of viewing life because... I, I, I think I think people overestimate egoism mm-hmm. and say like, oh, you're egotistical, like that means you're self-centered, right? And whatever. But no, I think it's um, everybody has ego, mm-hmm. and I think it's good to find a way for you to uh, fill that ego cup by yourself. Uh, so, I yeah, it's basically just trying to figure out who you are. It's self-made. It's self-practice. Um, my my God is Mama Earth. Um, and trying to connect back with my roots because we came from the roots. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like yeah. that I like that definition more than oh you're a Christian. Like I never have like that perspective of like, what ego like, or no, the spirituality mean like it doesn't always mean like, oh you're a religious person. Oh yeah. But more like for me personally, I separate religion and spirituality. Yeah. I think, you know, religion is a, um, in my own personal view, I think religion is a, like an organization. Like we all practice mm-hmm. the same thing. We practice the same faith. We read the same Bibles. Mm-hmm. We follow the same rules or scriptures right. or commandments. It's like a system where, to it. Yeah, it's like a system to it. Whereas I think in spirituality, it's literally your own journey. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I went through my own journey basically by myself and I had like one of my best best friends she was also like kind of going through her journey and she was further in than I was so she kind of guided me through like the working through myself and the trauma part of it but mm-hmm. um, the spiritual and the intuitiveness and the practices that I developed really just kind of came on my own mm-hmm. yeah just like kind of what fits best for you whereas yeah. like I feel like religion's kind of like a mold in a way yeah no that makes a, that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah what, what's your like definition of like God then That's so there's like religion, God, right. and then there's just I don't know, like, because, like, <laughs> see, I for me, I don't believe that there is one true God because then, like, different religion they all say there is one true God, but mm-hmm. then that became kind of like, hmm. So there is no one true God. <laughs> My mind is like, how deep in philosophical do you want to get? <laughs> Let's go deep. <laughs> okay, so you can, I feel like you can connect that idea to something super, super base level. And that is, we are all, there's the universe. And within us, we all have like our own little universes. Mm-hmm. And so there mm-hmm. is something that makes up that said universe. But we are inherently connected to the universe. 
And so when we make up a higher power, that came from us. Mm-hmm. That came from our mind. Mm-hmm. It didn't just come out of somebody's ass. Like mm-hmm. he, it, it was like, you look, you resemble a godlike figure to me. Mm-hmm. I, I want to worship you. Mm. And that created like an ideal, an idea system for somebody, somebody to keep their morals in check. Mm-hmm. And so I think a god is inher- inherently a, an idea to keep you in check mm-hmm. and to just let you live your life blissfully. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Julio and I, we had this talk about how religion is man-made. Um, it literally is to get people to follow rules. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I personally believe you shouldn't have a book to find your morals. You mm-hmm. should just, you know, you should just have morals. You should just yeah. like, have respect <laughs> yeah. for people, have respect for your elders, mm-hmm. or people that are younger than you, or people that are poorer than you. I yeah. think, I don't think there should be something to define it. I right. think you should just, you know, be a good person. Like, if you want to receive good, then you mm-hmm. do good. And, and I, I all believe all in karma. Exactly. What, what you put out yes. is definitely what you mm-hmm. get back. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that too. I would say my own definition of God is a little bit different, but kind of the same. Um, I do believe that there's, I don't personally call him it God. I call Mm -hmm. it the creator. Um, So I believe that we're all little versions of the creator. Mm. Um, So I always say that like in our universe and other universes and other dimensions and realms and things like that, the creator incarnates in like little versions of himself to understand himself better. So, um, you know, like he incarnated as me as like a gay black psychic to, you know, kind of combat like people who maybe don't like gay people Mm. or like black people or maybe black men Mm. or psychics and then all of the above. Um, And then, you know, I think there's like when it comes to like, you know, people who are poor, people who are homeless, he's trying to like, you know, combat. I think he works through them to like maybe combat like the the issues that they are struggling with or the issues that people like have towards them or the views that people have Uh towards them. So I think he tries to understand himself better by incarnating in every single version of us. It's like a yin and yang balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of equalized. Yeah. Interesting. I got this like whole kind of like download one day when I was doing a meditation and I wrote it all down and that's like a small version of Mm. like what it says basically is like what the creator is. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I think that's like a fun exercise to even do with yourself is to figure out your definition of the creator. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Julio believes that um, (laughs) um, obviously this universe is way too big for us to be the only people mm-hmm. with minds, with willpower and all that. So he does believe that aliens are out there. Oh, absolutely, girl. I just got alien nails <laughs> I know. Done. Like, okay. like after, after my conversation with him, I was like, like he, he really tweaked my mind and I'm like, hmm, you know, that makes sense. And I, I believe that too. Mm-hmm. But he was like, and he believes that, you know, more than likely, like, there are aliens out there that literally are playing the Sims with us. Oh, I feel like we are all, <laughs> I feel like we're all Sims. Like, right. man, they're aliens, they're Sims. I think we're Sims. I think, in a way, it's just like, you know, they're, and, like, what's the point of being a god, basically, if you can't play with the things you created? <laughs> so I think, you know, he just kind of, like, throws us the bullshit and, like, just kind of plays with us and it's like, it's kind of fucked up. But, I mean, he knows, I like, love he, Sims. Exactly. And you're playing with your Sims, but, like, think, I guess, like, if you think about it, <laughs> like Sims, they probably have like they have their own. It's like on the computer and the internet. So mm-hmm. like 
they're you know with AI and artificial intelligence it has like its own mind basically right. its own kind of yeah. electronic soul so these sims they have their own kind of souls and things like that so you know if we're if we're creating our own sims someone created us and is just playing us as sims <laughs> like how we do with other things yeah yeah every time when I was growing up and I used to play like GTA it like my mind would just think that all the time I'm like well like some, someone created them and like I'm playing them and controlling them so who, who's controlling me who mm-hmm. created me mm-hmm. well then who created them and is controlling them so my mind goes to you so do you talk to the dead yeah Okay, so how um, would you... Hold on, let me clarify that, because we don't die. So we're all energy, so okay. our physical bodies die, our souls, our consciousness yes. never dies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not technically talking to dead people, I'm just using my energy to communicate with other energies that are in another realm than where we are. Okay, okay. Cool. that's so cool. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't really... Like, our physical... I literally call it a meat sack. Like, that's all we are. Because, like, you know, when you think about it, when you go to bed, like, you're not in your body. Like, you're still awake, oh. you're still conscious, you're still dreaming, so things are still going on up here, but you're not in your physical body so basically when you die you get out of your meat sack and you just go up here (laughs) I love that (laughs) get out of your meat sack (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so how would you define oh no no you just pretty much defined um, talking to the dead and Mm -hmm. uh, how that correlates with spirituality like that yeah so I would just say you know um, it's just a it's a fraction of spirituality so you know there's like so psychics are more people who can like I guess predict the future Mm -hmm. or see it a little bit more or just give you guidance on things that like may come up in your future mediums are basically like the middle so it's like you have the higher realm you have the earth realm and then like they're in the middle of it so they can communicate with both of them so that's why they're called mediums gotcha um and then there's like reiki where it's like you can use your hands to heal people Mm -hmm. um like i said there's tarot astrology um there's like palm reading so there's different like i guess forms divinations that you Mm -hmm. can use to like guide people or yourself in spirituality awesome so how would you how would you differentiate that with um the christian views of you know like in the christian views that would be called prophecy Mm -hmm. but if it's not in a christian realm then it is viewed as a sinful thing to do because then you're seeking divination Mm -hmm. how do you like how would you explain that to people or like how would you differentiate yeah. that? So I guess for me personally, I would say that um, they're tools and they're tools to help you connect. So um, connect like with when yourself you, when you think like, to connect with, with, with yourself, with um, God, with the universe in a whole. So I would say, you know, like especially when like pastors, they're preaching they're mm-hmm. That's not coming from them. That's not coming from their brain. It's something that's being channeled through them. Now, it just depends on the message that they're sending. Like if it's just pure love and pure like love thy neighbor, teach them pure and they're teaching them like actual God's words. And that's that's channeling straight through them mm. where it's like, you know, if they're having their ego kind of in there or they're spreading hate or judgment or things right. like that. That's not, that's not a channel. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a ego kind of mindset view. So I think there's a difference between it, but I think as it like goes deeper into it, you're just using your tools to connect better. So it's like the same way that like, so I would technically consider a pastor a medium because they're channeling words from mm-hmm. God. So they're still using a tool. It's just their, their, so technically it's not their brain. Technically it's their third eye that they're using to channel through. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so like I would use my third eye, but like if my third I wasn't open I would use cards to kind of channel to give me like the same sort of message or guidance in my life so it's just a a different tool And I guess the next part of that is I personally think that, you know, Christianity and religion say that those things are bad so that they, so that people don't connect with them so that they don't realize that 
there's an individual journey to it and you don't yeah. have to follow the books or the rules that they, you know, want you to follow that you can, you know, live your own life. And as long as you do good and live by God's rulings and spread only love and no hate and no judgment, then it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're gay or homeless or rich or poor, you're all going to the same place. Right. Yeah. There's such like deep thoughts that I have in terms of what you mentioned about, um, there's a lot of hate towards it because of finding your own like mm-hmm. practices. And I feel like there's been so many uh, stretched ideas of Christianity in the Bible mm-hmm. and we're continuously stretching that mm-hmm. still. And I can see so many frustrations, even for myself within religion, yeah. um, because of people having this idea of this is who you're supposed to be mm-hmm. when we were all created to be individually different. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, we're not all supposed to be the same. We all have our own individual lives and our own individual journeys. So why would we all be the same or follow the same mold when uh-huh. we could just be ourselves and express ourselves and live our lives the way we want? Yeah. Yeah. So there is some like frustration in that for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned that we all go to the same place. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the afterlife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, growing up in that type of household, <laughs> I am low-key afraid of dying because I do believe... <laughs> With all my life choices, with my no. own even morality, <laughs> that I am going to hell. <laughs> we all are there. <laughs> I'll see you there. Girl, let me tell you, we're already in hell. Okay? We're already in hell. Let me I mean, I hell. believe there's no worse place yeah, than there's this. There's literally no worse place than this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember I DM'd you about that. Mm, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, it, it kind of makes me, because like for the longest time, I was like, you know what? Life's good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about anything. And then you post something and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I think I am going to hell. <laughs> and like, it makes me remember that that is the only reason why I am so afraid of dying. Mm. Not because of like whether or not I have done something in my life. Because I know that's like, that's some people's concern. Like, they don't want to die because they haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't want to die because I don't know where I'm going. Okay. For me, um, I'll tell you this. I grew up Christian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, heaven and hell, it's, they always say that there's a thing. Um, I personally think it's a method to control the society. Right. Uh-huh. So I don't believe in hell. I don't. Hell's not real. I'll just tell you <laughs> that. It's not real. So we all go to the same place. We all come from the same place, and we all go to the same place. So um, I think they use hell to, you know, try to to control you in the way that they want. So, you know, if you have an abortion, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. If you are gay, you're going to hell. If you don't respect your parents, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Where... Um, but those things are part of life. Like, you know, you, like you, so I always say like we choose our lives. So we choose the things that are going to happen to us. So I chose to come into this life to be black, to be gay, to be psychic, to be fat, to be, you know, outgoing, to be very flamboyant, very feminine. Um, I chose all those things because, you know, the hate that gets spewed towards me, it like, it helps me grow and it helps me mm. be stronger. And then, you know, every time someone says something like that to me, it helps me you know, see the reflections in them of like what they need to work on or what they need to process. And it also helps me see that like, you know, it's just a, it's not an attack on me. It's a, they, they're not spreading, you know, God's true word. They're not spreading, they're not loving my neighbor. They're spreading hate. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's going to hell, it's you, not me. <laughs> so, because I, you know, I'm out here, I'm just like, you know, doing God's work. I would say, you know, trying to help heal people and yeah. spread love and, you know, just live my life authentically. Whereas, you know, most people are, you know, spreading hate for not seeing life in their views. So. 
Yeah. Um, I would say there's a little bit of a difference there, but as far as like heaven and hell, so I think we all, you know, we come from the same place. We're all born. We all die. So we're all coming somewhere and we're all going somewhere. But I, like I said earlier, where we're all um, little versions of God, just mm-hmm. experiencing things, you know, we have to like go through our life and experience things. So, you know, we're, like I said, we're born in at different things. We, we, we learn different lessons in life. And then we die at different times, some early, some later. And I think that's just our choice. But we, we all go back to the same place. Wow. And I've said this multiple times on like on, you know, TikTok and everything like that. And some people don't understand. Some people have a different viewpoint and that's okay. I have a very, very different viewpoint mm-hmm. than most people in this world just because I have a another connection than most people in this world. So I just see life in a very different lens than most people. Mm-hmm. So like me, you know, I've been I grew up bullied all my life, um, had major problems with my brother growing up, major problems with my mom because she's so religious, me being gay and um, being very flamboyant. I mean even today she's like, you got your nails painted. So it's like it's it's still like a constant, you know, journey or battle. But I know that these things are supposed to happen to me to make me, you know, connect with her a little bit better and to connect with myself a little bit better and not let her like her views of the world like, you know, reflect me. not let me me, like express myself the way that I want or live my life the way that I want because of someone else's viewpoint so you know even those things that have like happened to me that have like kept me down I use them to make me stronger and to say like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let what's happened to me or my life experiences like hold me back from Mm -hmm. my true potential I'm gonna use them as my backstory to say like you know I've been through some shit but you know like I've still made it to Mm -hmm. where I am so it's possible for anyone to get there Mm. yeah I love it. I love that. But, um, yeah, no, I was like, this was, I don't know. I had this thought thought years ago. You know how there's always missionaries that go to, like, the deepest jungle of the Amazon or whatever? (laughs) Because they they have the need to save people. Mm -hmm. My thought were, if God is so just... Yet, all these missionaries believe that if they don't go into the deepest jungle, when these tribe people die, they're going to hell. That is not just at all. No. So, that that makes me really question that the reality of heaven and hell. Mm. And I'm like, is that like a made up thing? Because what about people who never, ever, ever heard of the word God mm-hmm. the word Jesus Christ then they're all going to hell just because they were uneducated about exactly. it exactly you know, I mean there's people you know who live on remote islands exactly. and stuff like that who don't live in the same sort of society that we live in today there's like I'm pretty sure I saw a TikTok of like there's people who are like cavemen that are like still out there just living in the jungles and stuff like that they don't really know about like a, a God or a Bible or anything mm. like that then now they probably have their own spiritual practices and things like that that they do but they don't have probably anything like a, like a religion that they follow because that's it's out of touch for them it's out of reach for them so you know why would they go to health they're uneducated about something exactly so that that's that made me like think about that but I'm still I guess because I was like so indoctrinated indoctrinated for years so I'm like oh shit but what if there is a hell like, what if I'm yeah. going there? So I will say, you know, <laughs> in the physical realm, I will definitely say there's there's bad energy. There's negative people. Mm. You know, we're, we have that um, those blinders on, like I said. Right. So they're like, we can't see exactly what's good and what's bad. So, you know, there's there's people who hate out here. There's people who spread hate. There's people who kill. You know, unfortunately, there's like mass shooters and things like that. So there's a lot of hate and a lot of evil here. But I personally believe that like once you separate from that physical body, it's all controlled by your ego. So, you know, all that hate, all that 
stuff that you're spreading, it's controlled by your ego because you have those like narrow minded viewpoints mm-hmm. or thoughts, ways of like thinking. So I think, you know, like once you disconnect from your body, you're going to see that. So now I also want to talk about that life review again, because like I said, when um, I said that you see everything from everyone's viewpoint in life. So yeah. um, let's say, unfortunately, like someone did like um, commit like a mass shooting or something like that, but then they also died. So they would like get their life review of everything that has happened to them. So, you know, maybe they were bullied and um, growing up. So they're going to see like how that a bullying affected them and how maybe they committed the, the mass shooting because they were bullied and things like that. Well, then they're also going to see like, so now they know why they made the decision, but then they're also going to see how that affected everyone else's life. So you're going to experience the pain of every single person you murdered. You're going to, you're going to like live it through their body. So you're going to like be like in a, in their body, like just, you know, shopping in the store. And then all of a sudden you're getting shot. You're going to feel that. Um, you're also going to feel how it affected their family members. So you're going to feel the sadness and the pain of her mom crying every single day and of her dad and of her brother grieving. So you're going to feel the exact impact you had. So I always say, I always use the case of Hitler, like, you know, how many people he was terrible and terrible to. I still, I still think that he's still experiencing his life review because he had so much hate. Mm. Well, then that affected family members and generations and generations of trauma and things like that. So he's still feeling all that pain. Mm-hmm. And all that pain still happens today and all that pain still occurs today. So he's still, it's a constant thing if he's still experiencing all this pain because of how much hatred he spread. Hmm. And now mm-hmm. at one, and then at some point, you know, whenever he's done with his like big ass life review, then mm-hmm. he's going to see like, I was a terrible person and he's going to have to, you know, come back and have another life. But next time that shit's going to happen to him. So maybe he'll get put in a concentration camp. Maybe he'll get really beat up or Mm. things like that. So I think that he'll experience it in the same way. It may not be in this physical, like this physical earth. It may be in like, you know, another planet that's dimensions away that Mm. like where they do have concentration camps and stuff still, still like maybe they're in like a, another timeline where they're a little bit behind us. So they still have concentration camps. So he'll go through that and he'll experience it. I was going to say, so that means earth is literally, hell mm-hmm. <laughs> where people who are reincarnated mm-hmm. back and have to relive mm-hmm. what they did in the past and I feel like you know and I feel like we choose to like come down here and mm. reincarnate and to like live our experiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that but like you also have like I don't know I guess like maybe lessons that you have to like get to in your in your spiritual life on the other side so you know if you don't if you don't pass it you gotta redo it mm. hmm that's very interesting that's honestly deep. I never thought of it like that uh uh-uh. uh I mean, I kind of do believe about reincarnation. So, like, like for I, me personally, like, I have a lot, like, let's just say, like, I have a hard time of, like, um, friendships and relationships and, like, having those close people bond with people because I have a lot of trust issues and stuff like that. So, you know, if I don't ever work through my trust issues and stuff like that and I just, you know, live my life, like, sh- rejecting people and not allowing them in my life or things like that, you know, I might live a liberally lonely life. But then, like, at the end, I'm going to, ha- I didn't make any connections or any relationships or anything like that. So then, like, when I come back, like, my entire life will probably just focus on, like, just connections and just relationships and things like that. And I'll still experience, like, you know, the, the fighting and the hardships of the relationships, but that would be my main lesson in life is to learn. So what is your thoughts on deja vu? Mm. Um, Because you also experience your own vision. mm -hmm. So then do you also, in addition, experience a lot of deja vu? Yeah. So that's really what started my um, journey. So the, when I was about nine or 10, I had this dream of me being in the, 
this like room and I just remember the wallpaper it was green and it had little flowers on it and then there was a window right there and then there was a little room and then there was another window and you could see like a little drive through of the building of like the front entrance of the building so um, I ended up working at a retirement home when I was 16 um, and I ended up getting a job in this dining room well I was like working there for two months and then I'm like carrying a tray of food and I like had this like deja vu moment of like me seeing I was like oh my god like this is that room that I had the dream and while well, I dropped mm. the entire plate of food that I was carrying on myself on a resident and it was spaghetti that day so I was wearing oh, a white shirt no. there was like it was bad there was red all over my shirt all over oh, her it, no. it was really bad I felt worse yeah. for the spaghetti but then I, was like, then I was like what the fuck was that like I just like I remember having this dream like yeah. I remember being in here before like you had like, a whole that's a raven yeah, literally experience. it was like a that's a raven moment where I like dropped everything like because oh, it was like man. that intense yeah. so that's how I knew like okay like deja vu is not just like a coincidence it's mm-hmm. like so I think like you know like when we sleep like we're actually dreaming our future or dreaming things that are happening so like when you're actually awake like you and you have these deja vu moments it's not just a coincidence you've already seen it before so maybe you've lived it in another life already or in another dimension it's already happened or maybe you're just like having a dream of it um, and then like it's coming true but there's something more to it than just a coincidence hmm. so then that kind of started so then like as I like recognized that that dream came true then once I basically accepted that like okay it's not a coincidence like there was something more to that it just started happening all the time mm. it was like the dream of the plane crash and then the next day it happens or oh. um, like when my dad died I had so like two days before he died I had a dream he was going to go into the hospital that night and then the next day he went into the hospital then that night when he was in the hospital I had a dream that he died and then the next morning he died so I knew that there was like something way too coincidental, coincidental mm-hmm. for it to just be a coincidence sure do you think like when you were because you said you had that deja vu dream mm-hmm. when you were younger do you think that's your spirituality trying to, like, trying to test you to see whether you're ready or not mm-hmm. I would just say you know it's your intuition just kind of opening you up to the idea mm. of it so you know like you have this deja vu moment and then it happens again and that happens again and it happens again mm. so then like my brain I'm like okay this keeps happening like there's a reason it's happening it's not just happening just because it's just happening like mm. why so like I go deep and I'm like why is this happening what is this exactly so then like I go through this big journey of like what are these dreams meaning what is deja vu actually and that's what really kind of started this journey for me interesting I love that I have been having deja vu experiences, well, most of my life, but more recently I had one. Clearly, I'm not open, basically. You're pretty open. Well, open to like knowing beyond, but I've realized in the last one, because it felt a little lingering, that I was realizing that the choices that I made in the deja vu it just felt different Mm -hmm. than the choices I was making in the present moment. And I felt like in that moment, I was like, Oh, maybe that's why is me reflecting. Like your choices are important, Mm -hmm. but then that was it. And then I just was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember when the last time I had a deja vu moment, but I know for sure when I was younger, it happened quite a lot, but I kind of just like, Oh, that's cool. Deja vu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, for me, lately, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't because I also hear that you can kind of train your dream. Yeah. Uh, so everyone has the ability to tap into it. It's right. just you have to be, number one, open to knowing that you can tap into mm-hmm. it, and then you literally just have to do it. Right. So, like, lately my dream was just very erratic. So, like, I would wake up and I'm like, 
fuck? <laughs> erratic of like life experiences or sexually erratic? No, not sexually. <laughs> I mean, I did have a dream that I had sex with an alien, and I was like, okay, I don't, not objecting. I mean, was <laughs> All I know, it was just long. <laughs> Size matters. matters. <laughs> And I'm just like, mm, not objecting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like probably like the weirdest for me. But I've had dreams that I can still remember until today. And it happened, like I had that dream when I was, so what's weird was I had that dream three times, the exact same dream. The first time it happened, I was in high school. And then the other time that it happened, I was kind of like, I was taking like a, like a gap year, and then the last time it happened, I was already in college, like I was here, and then I had the exact same dream, but in my dream, it's very, very, it's like, it's not, it doesn't feel like I was anywhere in this earth, hmm. but it also feels like I was in this earth, so it's like very much in a limbo, and like every second I turn... I was in a different place. Mm. Whoa. And I just remember going into like this movie theater area with like this red thick velvet mm. um, curtain. And then when I opened it, everything was dark. I was all by myself and I just hear people screaming my name because they were looking for me. Mm. And then I just remember I saw it and I kind of went inside real quick to hide. And then I was just like, I just stood there. And then next thing I know, I went out again and then nobody was there. And it felt like I was in an abandoned mall. And then I, w- I walked out. Literally, I saw like this Taj Mahal looking pool area. But there weren't anyone but me. And I was just like, huh, weird. But I just remember I had the best time of my life. <laughs> and I had that dream. I had that dream three times. The exact same one. Interesting. And I was like, what the freak? <laughs> what does it mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I never talked to anyone about that. I don't even think I ever told Julio about huh. it. I would definitely say there's some sort of deeper meaning there. I think that every dream has like a deeper mm-hmm. meaning. And maybe it means like... So when you told me about, like, the people calling your name, mm. that would mean, for, especially in the dream state, that would, for me, mean that, like, you know, there's, like, people, like, ancestors or stuff like that that are people that are watching uh, you in this dream that are calling mm. you, trying to, like, maybe not get you to walk through the door of, like, another dimension or something mm. like that where you can't really kind of get out. So maybe they're, like, saving you in a way. Um, mm. That's it. Where you said you had, like, the best time of your life, that really told me that you just really need to, like, live your life. Um Freely and unapologetically, mm. like, just without a single care in the world. Like, yeah. When, like, you were probably just, like, you know, expressing yourself and just, like, happy and, like, didn't care what other people said or any of their judgments or anything. We would just, like, bounce right off of you. Like, that's what that would tell me. It's, like, you know, you just need to, like, huh. live freely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that makes sense because the first time I had that dream, I, I was still living with my parents, right? And that was... I think it was like one of the biggest moments in my life where all I wanted was to make everyone happy, was to try to fit into the mold. Like, mm-hmm. I was just trying to be a good Christian girl. Yeah. I was just, you know, trying to really obey my parents. But I know I wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, not that I'm like blatantly disrespect them, but I know that I have that rebellious nature. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm not saying like rebellious in a negative connotation, meaning like yeah. I want to, like, I am my own person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want people it's, to tell me you're this. Sometimes I don't think it's rebelling. Sometimes I'm, I think it's challenging what they think is right, mm, you know, because especially yeah. like older parents or things like that, they just, they're stuck in their mm-hmm, ways and mm-hmm. they live their life the way they want to and they expect yeah. their kids to do the same thing. But you know, when you're like, no, I'm going to live my life the way I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm an individual. Yeah. Like I'm, I may be a product of you, but I'm still my own individual soul and yeah. human and have my own journey. So I think that also just says, you know, like live your own life mm-hmm, for yourself mm-hmm. and no matter who it is, no matter how yeah. you're related or connected to them, don't let them control your life, like mm-hmm. control your own life for yourself. Yeah, because honestly, like, I think I started just really living freely. I want to say it was almost before Zoe was born. Mm-hmm. So it was almost four years ago. And that's when I stopped having that type of dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, it, you almost didn't even need it. I think that so. That reminder. Yeah. Because, like, that's when I'm like, you know what? No, I, I like my life. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, even in front of Julio, I don't have to be, like, a put-together woman to satisfy him or what. I can look like a troll and he still think I'm yeah. cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> As he should. <laughs> but I think there it just says, like, you know, like... You don't, you're no longer having the dream because you're no longer, I guess people pleasing is the word that I'd say, like right. living your life for someone else. It's like yeah. now you're just like, I'm 100% me. And yeah. like, the dream's not reminding you that anymore, like you said. Yeah. Huh, that makes so much sense. I, I love this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. I often have dreams about people, like direct people that I know. Mm. And there will be times where I, I don't think of that person for a while and then I'll have that dream about them. And it's just like super mundane or little things. So my example is a friend of mine, a childhood friend, uh, I had a dream about like me being in service to them of like, how could I be in service to them? And they were just trying to figure out their business logistics. And I was like, oh, here's what I can do for you to help you thrive, whatever. And so... When I woke up, I was like, that's really weird. Like, I haven't really thought about this person in a minute. Let me check in with them. And I checked in, and they're like, oh, my God, that's so interesting, because I did have a business thought. And I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> um, so I'll have just dreams about, like, people, and, I, and it's a blend between what I think is, like, what I feel about that person and like I hope to have about that person or it's they are also thinking the exact same thing and I'm and it's just like weird so that part where they're thinking the exact same thing that's just straight intuition so that's you know you have a, especially like when you have dreams of like people you're connected to there's a reason you're having that dream mm-hmm. so um it's like the you know like and then like you when you text them and then all of a sudden they're like yeah I was just thinking about that or that's something that I was just working on it's like whatever that dream was it's kind of a message for you to deliver to them so mm-hmm. like whatever that um tip was or that idea like if you give it to them that would probably you know like launch their business to like a lot of success or to help get them on the right path to maybe like get their brain flowing in the right direction to where they could have like a big spark of inspiration to where they like do get that business off the ground and running so something like that so there's definitely like a meaning or a purpose there yeah and especially when you have dreams of like people you're connected to um I always, like, either have a dream or a thought of someone. So, um, actually, like, two or three weeks ago, um, I ended up having a dream, like, 
of one of my old friends from high school that I never I haven't talked to him in like two or three years. Well then like literally the next morning I open Facebook and like I keep hearing like someone died, someone died and um, I look on Facebook and his sister passed away. Aww. And I was just like so sad, but it's just like another like I haven't thought of him in years. I haven't talked to him in years. But then like that night I had a dream of him and the next morning I see that his sister passed away. So there's just I personally think that that's her, you know, just trying to um, come to me to tell me that she's okay, to tell him that she's okay. Mm, dang. So, you know, I'm slowly, you know, kind of like every time we post a comment or something like that, I'm like, you know, sending you lots of love, like thinking of you, let me know if you want to talk. So, like, I don't like try and force mm-hmm. my gifts onto people to say, like, you know, she's okay. She wants me to tell you she's okay. I just, like, you know, kind of put myself in their life a little bit more. Like, you know, even though I haven't talked to you in like four or five years, I'll start commenting on your Facebook post or something like that. So at some point you feel a little bit comfortable enough to reach out to me. So then I can tell you that she's okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm, if I feel strongly enough, I'll just walk up to you and say it. But, um, in cases like that, especially if I know they're pretty religious or it's really fresh or they died pretty tragically, I'll just insert myself a little bit so mm-hmm. they can see what I do and like mm-hmm. how I talk to them and stuff like that. And then they can populate their own views. And then if they, most of the time they reach back out to me to ask me, question or something like that and I'm like that's why I put myself in their life a little bit more just so they can feel a little bit comfortable to start getting that closure or the healing that they need wow that's really beautiful yeah because I know I feel like it's so the other day I um I was on uh, the next door app and this lady was like does anybody know any medium this and that Um, I'm trying to reach out to Somebody, and then I was just like, How do other so this is because she didn't get a lot of like responses, mm-hmm. and I couldn't respond to her because she's like not even in like my neighbor, mm-hmm. so I couldn't reach out. Um, how, how does people are how could people ask for things like that without getting like judgmental or mm-hmm. like other people thinking, Oh my gosh, you're so weird? Yeah. I think, unfortunately, they got to grow a pair and just got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the best way to learn it. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, the judgment of other people or what they're going to say will stop you from doing something that can mm-hmm. heal you or give mm-hmm. you so much closure or, you know, something that you may have practiced in a religion or something you're not really knowledge about or educated in. Like, you form your viewpoints on it without experiencing it. So, especially when it comes to, like, psychics and mediums and stuff like that, people are like, oh, it's the devil, it's evil, it's witchy, it's you're talking to demons or things like that. But they've never experienced it for themselves, so they don't know that, like, at the end of the reading most people walk away like crying because they feel so healed and they feel Mm. just like not only connected to that person that they're still there and they're still talking to them but that like they can just like you know live the rest of their life without that grief like holding them back because that person doesn't want them to hold like to stay crying and stagnant and stuck the whole time because they want them to live their life just because they die they don't want you to like stop living your life Mm. because you're still your own person you still have your own duties to accomplish so yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's hard. They're not here anymore. But you got to, you know, power through and still keep on keeping on, I guess. I feel like death hits me later in the year mm. than it does in the present moment. Mm. In the present moment, I'm like, that make like, okay. But then later, I'll, like, have a thought or a memory. And it's like, oh, sh- oh. Or I can no longer go to this place. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's almost like taken away and that feeling of that memory feels like it's being pulled out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? Yeah. And it's so hard for me because I have such a strong connection to them that I don't really grieve when they die. Like I'm just mm. like, see you later. 
Have fun. <laughs> I mean, I think that grieving can so show like, up differently. Yeah, it, exactly. And yeah. it's like, it's still like, you know, I still get sad. They're not going to be here anymore. And even if they died tragically, you know, it's, it's still sad. Like, they probably deserved better than that. But, you know, they're also, they're probably at peace now. And they're probably mm-hmm. at a lot more peace than they were here. Yeah. So... You want to bust out these cards okay. or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, honestly, I brought quite a few. Okay. So it just depends on what you guys want. So I like tarot cards. So just do like a, a regular reading. Um, I bought some spirit animal oracle cards. So oh, I can, love. You can or- shuffle yeah, them up and fun. see like either what animals come out or just like whatever animal you're drawn to. Like I can tell you like what the spiritual meaning of it is. Um, and then, yeah, I have like um, just like general kind of life and spiritual guidance cards. Whatever's going to be kind of like quick passing ones, I think. So we're friendly on time. But yeah. Let's do these. Just a regular one. I love the illustrations of tarot cards. Yeah, that's same. like one of my favorite things. And that's the best way to like, especially when people are learning tarot cards, mm-hmm. I always say like, don't buy the original tarot deck. Like go to a crystal store and buy whatever deck speaks to you. Like when mm. I, I first bought like the tarot, the original one, but like when I was learning, I was like, these pictures are just so ugly that they don't, they don't resonate <laughs> with me. Like I'm just like, how do, but you know, they're from the ancient days, like ancient artwork and stuff like girl, it is 2022, like modern it up a bit. So like, <laughs> when I saw these, like, you know, they, like the cards can just like kind of tell you a little bit of a story without mm-hmm. telling you the story. Like, I mean, just like looking at this yeah. card, there's like so much weight and responsibility and like stuff on her back. So mm-hmm. it's like, you don't even need to know the definition of this to see that she's carrying all the weight on her back. Right, so. right. Yeah. I like these because they're, they're minimal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're designed really well. So you, it, you could see a story, but it's not directly mm-hmm. telling you yeah. or giving you this idea of what it's supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, and that's important because like, you know, then you use all the cards mm-hmm. together to like piece it as like a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I think I heard this somewhere. Like, if you buy a tarot card, like for the first time, you're supposed to sleep with it or something like that. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big thing I've heard is that you're not supposed to buy your own spirit or your own tarot deck, and you're supposed to be gifted your first one. Uh, I definitely don't believe in that at all. You know, why would the creator make us a tool that right. we can't go get for ourselves? Yeah. So I think there's lots of you know. Whether it's religion, whether it's spirituality, there's lots of like, you know, ways that people do it. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's your own individual journey. So mm-hmm. do it individually. Okay. My The first uh, tarot deck I ever bought is an erotic one. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. It's from Awakened Boutique. I love that. The illustration on it is incredible. I yeah. So beautiful. But <laughs> my next one was gifted. Um, so that's just interesting. That, that is a thing. But whoops. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, do you have questions you want to ask? You want me to just shuffle them up and see where it goes? Um, do we want a collective one or individual ones? We can do collective. A collective? Yeah. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, actually, I don't know. Um, what about just like almost a progress report? Or I know that's really vague, but how? what is our... No. Maybe like what is the next half of the what does the rest of the year look like for like what's our next step because it can't just be for you guys for the collective I think for the collective of yeah, this really podcast cool. yeah I think yeah, yeah the the audience like all of us who are individually getting involved in our own way I think that's cool yeah okay how let's do it so this is a tarot reading for everyone here. And this is my first time, actually. Oh, you've never had a tarot reading before? No. Okay, cool. So how I do them is I just, like, I take flyers, so I let them just, like, kind of, I shuffle them, and I just let them kind of fall out. Uh Uh-huh. 
and then I like kind of piece them together in a story. So I just use my intuition to piece them. So I don't necessarily take them like in the order they fall out. Where my eyes go is I just start. I just start talking. <laughs> okay. You should get your own one though. Too. I'm actually making my own tarot deck. Oh, you, you are. are? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, I'm making it a little bit more towards mediumship though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they don't have any mediumship. They have a few mediumship decks out there, but you know, when I was starting my mediumship journey, in mediumship, it's all about symbols, and it's all about like using the symbols to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you kind of there's like no dictionary or no tarot cards out there that are like these that tell you what the definitions of the symbols are or what the symbols are. So, I kind of like started making my own through my journey. So every time I read someone, I would like have my blank little tarot cards out there, and then like when I saw the symbol, I'd write it down and I'd like draw a little picture of it so that like I have my own meaning, and then I. Like getting the artwork done, I can't draw, so I'm finding someone who can do that. <laughs> um, getting them produced and stuff like that, so I have them done. I actually have them with me. Wow, oh, that's wow. super cool! I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what they look like. <laughs> How many cards are you pulling? Um, I'll probably pull like four more. Okay. You know, I just kind of go until they until I feel like I'm good. No, for sure. I love the pop-out ones. I'm not that quick to get them <laughs> like that, though. Like, wow, that's... All right. Well, I guess that's it. Okay, so then, yeah, I'm literally, I'll just start piecing it together. Um, so, like, this card, the Three of Swords, this... Um, I mean, this card's kind of spell- self-explanatory, but it's about, like, you know, kind of, like, heartbreaks or setbacks. Mm-hmm. So, I think um, maybe that's, like, the... Pa- I think that's talking about, like, what the collective probably just went through. Maybe, like, a lot of hardships or a lot of, like, heartbreaks or just setbacks in different ways of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going towards, like, a, a new journey of balance. This might be a love reading. It might be just, like, a spiritual kind of journey reading. But um, the Queen of Swords really talks about needing to do a lot of, like, mentality and mindset healing so I think you know the next phase really looks like a lot of like you know connecting to your intuition a lot of like healing yourself and really just getting connected the princess of pentacles is all about getting grounded so Mm -hmm. you know getting in touch with yourself getting in touch with nature and the earth and making sure that you know like that there's still physical problems here or just because you know like you're really really intuitive that there's still physical things on the earth that need to be resolved or solved so like grounding yourself and bringing yourself down to reality um the princess of cups and the high and the magician really talk about like your intuition so really trusting your intuition it really growing and really heightening so there will be a lot of more people awakening to spirituality uh, manifestation um there might be a lot less a lot more people leaving maybe the church or religion wow. tapping more into spirituality um the Ten of Cups is all about connections, so making lots of new connections. I think there's going to be a lot of advancements in careers as well, um, mm-hmm. lots of new career endeavors, especially with the King of Pentacles. He's all about like success in business. Um, the Seven of Wands, though, talks about competition, so there's definitely going to be lots of competition in the next spaces, but um, those who are in a spiritual journey or are destined for it, the competition won't matter because they have their purpose that they're supposed to reach. So the collective will naturally gravitate towards them. So like for me personally, I don't worry about like other tarot readers or mediums on there because, you know, I have my own collective of people and I'm going to reach who I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I don't worry about the, the other competition because you can't compete where you can't compare. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so the Six of Pentacles is all about balance. So um, a lot of balance just really being restored. The Justice card, same thing about balance. You know, what was taken from you is like mm-hmm. you're finally getting it back and the chariot card lots of new beginnings lots of new opportunities some people might be moving too so wow i love that i like that that feels like an alignment lots of healing yeah lots of of growth lots of interconnection Mm -hmm. um 
and lots of spiritual awakenings I think are going to start happening for sure. Super mm. great. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love that so much. I am really interested to have a conversation with um, people who are also religious mm-hmm. because one of my closest friends is part of the Mormon mm-hmm. Mormon church, and we are when we speak or when she even speaks and talks about the reason why she's in her religion, she's very intelligent, and so I feel like we have like a common mutual ground of respect mm-hmm. and um, very open to having a non-ignorant conversation yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> um, and so that adds to some like different ideas that I can even put in my own spiritual practice. So it's cool. But I think that'd be an interesting conversation. Just be based on like ours, we're all kind of in a similar realm of the spiritual ideal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That I'm interested to hear somebody else's opinion on it. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a cool session. I think this is going to be, this is like our top one for sure. This was fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a lot. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. intuition. Also, have you guys seen the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once? I don't think. Holy fuck. That movie changed my entire perspective on life. I don't think I have. My entire, it's a, it's a very great movie. It basically talks about, um, so I won't give you too much, but okay. basically it talks about like interdimensional travel. Um, it's basically like where there's something comes out about like the universe or like the multiverse. It's like mm-hmm. there's multiple verses. Well, universes. Well, they're jumping through them. They like develop yeah. some technology to like start jumping through them. So they're like they're jumping through them to basically save the multiverse from something that they think is going to destroy it. So um, basically, like the lady uses her kind of like psychic intuitive abilities plus like her um, she like uses her intuition to allow her to tap into the technology that allows her to meta jump metaverse jump mm-hmm. so she like kind of like uses all that to travel through these dimensions well like as she's doing it like the way it flips it's like it kind of explains how it feels to be psychic where it's like she there's like one scene in there where he's like they're in the other they're in the other universe but he keeps telling her he's like you need to relax your body in the physical world like relax your body so then like you can see her arms kind of go down and she relaxes but she's still like in this other dimension but she's like controlling her body here that's how it feels for me like when I'm like I'm kind of talking to them and I'm like I'm still here I'm still in my physical body and I can control it but also like my mind not physically here my mind mm. somewhere else like right. communicating with them where it's like I can still like be in my physical body and talk and communicate yeah. so it's like it's weird but it like explains a lot of it but like it makes sense mm-hmm. for you it it's like so, so that's sense. how yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where okay. can people watch it um, I bought it on YouTube I think it's still in theaters it's like that new it's oh, still in theaters okay. but I bought it on YouTube it's like 20 bucks okay, okay. okay. nice that's an awful yeah, it's like two two and a half hours long it's so good though they do like okay. lots of like um, you know they're trying to like fight the fight the, the bad energy so there's like yeah. lots of um, like lots of fighting and re- but like when they're doing it they're like interdimensionally fighting okay I have yeah. to tell you this one scene okay. I just have to so it's like <laughs> the lady she's fighting off this like bad energy well the bad energy is like fighting the cops and stuff like that well the, like the dude holds a gun to her and he's like about to shoot her but she switches all of them so she can like change all so like I could change all of us into a, another dimension right now like that's uh-huh. how she does it so she switches all of them to another dimension and like when he pulls the trigger it just shoots smoke into her mouth so then she blows the smoke back out at him and then she like kicks him and he flies through like three different dimensions and then flies 
flies in through the elevator door. And then another security guard comes up behind her and tries to hit her with one of those batons. She switches it and turns it into a dildo. And then, <gasps> and then like, it li- she literally grabs it and starts beating him with it. It's, like, crazy <laughs> shit. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I love that so Yeah. Much. And it's, like, she's, like, traveling them through dimensions and, yeah. like, half a second fucking them up. Wow. It's oh good. Yeah, it's really good. I, I, oh, I need to watch it. That. Yeah. yeah I, I would need to. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once, yeah. Cool. And then another kind of spiritual show you guys can watch. It's called Surviving Death. It's on Netflix. Okay. It talks all about, you know, and I think this would be really good for you to actually watch. It talks about literally, like, near-death experiences of, like, people who have, like, died. Like, what they felt. Like, mm-hmm. where they went. What, um what they saw, what they experienced. Most people really talk about like going into the light or feeling really peaceful, but then they talk about, you know, like I could see my body and I could see what was happening down there and I can see like people trying to save me while also can see like my old ancestors, like my grandparents and things like that. Mm -hmm. They talk about like reincarnation and Mm. reincarnation stories with kids and stuff like that. So it's really good. Yeah, I love, like I love watching YouTube videos about like Mm -hmm. reincarnation Mm -hmm. or like people in Nepal saying that they are um, the reincarnation of some god mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm always so intrigued at that because I personally believe that 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 me that's the mo- that is the theory that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. rather than oh once you're dead you're dead yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. I All think right. reincarnation is so cool. And then, you know, you can incarnate in different universes, different planets and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we come here in the, I feel like Earth is the hardest place to incarnate to. There's so much emotions and so much, mm. you know, shit and hatred and evil mm. and so much things that really need to be worked on and changed here. So I think, you know, we're all here for a reason to, you know, either awaken people or to fight for those changes that we need. But then I think there's also other dimensions where it's like a lot more easier or peaceful. Um, There's probably a lot more where it's a lot worse or a lot of other things. So I think, you know, each dimension or each universe or each planet is different. Mm, That makes sense. Well, before we end it, can you tell our viewers where they can find you yeah. or if they need any readings or mediumship? Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, all of my social media is bougie333. So it's B-O-U-G-I-333. Um, those are also my only pages. When it comes to the spiritual world, scammers like to make fake TikTok pages or fake Instagram pages of me to like message people and say, like, hey, let me give you a free reading. So I'll never message you. I'll never DM you or anything like that. Those are my official pages. So um, you can book like a reading through me through my website there. And yeah, keep up with my crazy ass personality. <laughs> <laughs> I still get I still get follows from your mm-hmm. fake profile, yeah. at least twice a month yeah it's, it's <laughs> really? bad no they, there's yeah. probably like 20 new ones a week like on instagram alone there's probably like 15 on tiktok every week alone oh my god so, and like tiktok is terrible they will not verify me and i'm like dude i have 111,000 followers like yeah. why not verify me but then i have people hit me up like oh they scammed me like oh, you know no. dollars on me i'm like my bad like contact your bank but you know i also kind of told you that i don't ever message people and do you have, like, Sorry. a disclaimer thing at the top of yeah. the page? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I post it on every single video that I post. I post, like, this is my only page. I'll never DM mm-hmm. you all. Never. Yeah. But, like, you know, they screen. They can't, like, take my videos off my page either, so they screen record them. Well, like, you can clearly see that they're screen recorded and that, like, my blueprints, yeah. mm-hmm. like, kind of in this sense. So. Like, the tag. Protect yourself. You know, don't get don't go get scammed. <laughs> yeah, that is the number one thing mm-hmm. that we don't want anyone mm-hmm. to get. Yeah, is so, to get you know, just message me on my official page or... <laughs> Um. Yeah, hit me up on um, Instagram, TikTok, 
email, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hit him up. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Such a beautiful experience. Yeah, thanks for letting me read you. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could tell. I could. I was like feeling. I was like, mm. <laughs> like trying to keep cool while teardrops. <laughs> and like honestly, I'm like, especially being pregnant. I'm like, I cry all the yeah. time. <laughs> like I've been crying every day for like little things, like things that bother me, things that I think are cute. Yeah. Like I cried for everything. So I was so like, cute. like I tried not to cry, but I was like, I couldn't. <laughs> See, now you're hearing it. Maddie's pregnant. <laughs> Congrats, <baby. laughs> But yeah. All right. Well, let's close this out. We'll see everyone later. Have a beautiful Friday. Bye, besties. (laughs) Today's affirmation is, I live fully in the present moment without regrets of the past or worries for the future. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Wild baby. Oh, we're so cute. You like your cupcakes and sprinkles? Yeah. That was a good cupcake.